For Truth with a Texas Twain, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff we women store away in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Now, I have a great show for you today. And if you're listening because you love Home Instead Senior Care as much as I do, then I want to welcome you to the show in particular because we have some we have a great guest today who's going to help us with senior care issues, I believe, and just life in general issues and possibilities. So senior uh, Home Instead Senior Care provides trustworthy, kind-hearted senior home care services in your loved one's home. All caregivers are thoroughly screened, extensively trained, professional, and reliable. At Home Instead, it's about providing the highest quality care for you and your loved one. Well, welcome to the show, Toy Martin. Thank you for having me, Kathy. I'm really excited. Listen, I, I, and one thing I love about what I do is I get to pick who I ask questions of. And so when I found you, I was so excited. I want to give my listening and reading friends just a taste of what we're fixing to get into. Toy Martin is an RN. She's a mother. In her note, she says she's a diehard optimist. I found her on the Internet, and some of the stuff she was writing just attracted me like a magnet. And then I found out even more great stuff. She's a native Texan. She has two bachelor degrees from Midwestern State University in health and fitness management and in nursing. She has an MBA I hate to say it, for my, but for my Red Raider fans, she has an MBA from Texas Tech, which led her to work as a change consultant, and she's a trainer and has been. I don't know. I'm going to catch up with you about this. She's been a, uh, trained in Lean Six Sigma, which some business people will know what that is. So, Toy, I just want to thank you so much for being with me today. And I, I, I know where I'm going to begin, but do you do you know what you want to start with? Oh, gosh. Um, I'm just, I'm so excited to be here. This has been such a, a passionate, just a God sent mission for me. Aww. So every opportunity that I get to share it with people is just a blessing. So I'm so excited you called me. And yeah, you, yeah, you just, you just start wherever you want to and I, we'll just go from there. Okay, well, here's my deal. I want you to get, I want you to hear your story about how you got into this. So we definitely want to start there. While you're at it, I want you to explain to my listening friends what Lean Six Sigma is because I can see that there's some interesting things about that. And I even pulled a few quotes from some of your writing. So tell us a little bit about how you got interested in this and what it is. Okay, so, you know, I think it probably goes all the way back to my childhood. I'm, like you said, a native Texan, so my parents are Karen and Bob from Amarillo, Texas, which makes no sense why I got toy and my sister got named Keely, but there's some long (laughs) stories behind that. Yeah, stories behind that. My sister have one, my sister and I have one that we made up about them being at Woodstock that we shared many times (laughs) over the years. That's funny. You know. 
very blessed growing up, and I, uh, you know, my parents were, I think I was really fortunate in that they really loved the work they were doing. My dad was focused and just came right out and just knew what what kind of business he wanted to run and what he wanted to open and how he wanted to lead it. And so I was just immersed from a young age at watching my parents be successful leaders in their business and being excellent to their customers and their mm-hmm. employees just stayed with them forever. Um, but most of all, you know, my parents loved going to work. They loved what they did. And so I just saw that. And um, that was really important to me. Um, so we, um, my parents owned um, motorcycle stores and things like that. So we were kind of always doing racing stuff. And my mom was an artist. And so I always had art around the house. Wow. And so just love. Yeah. And, and, I mean, to top it off, we were the only grandparents. We were the only grandkids um, oh, there wow. in Amarillo with three sets of grandparents. So we wow. we had we had grandparents at every game and everything, and just really loved. And so it just I was blessed to grow up in a home that you know where people dreamed and they achieved, and you just possibilities were were just a part of our environment. And then that leadership, and then when I got um, our senior year, my and actually our junior year, my sister and I. Keep we're in the same grade because we were only nine months and 28 days apart, if you can't imagine. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. That, that, yes, they were not supposed to be able to have any kids, and then all of a sudden they have two in less Aww. than one year. Uh, yeah, and just after they expanded their businesses. So I think it was kind of crazy. But um, our junior year, um, our dad got sick, just oh, literally wow. out of the blue. Yeah. And not really ever been sick at all. And, I mean, he got real sick, like stage 3 glioblastoma, brain cancer, um, brain surgery in two days with a 10% chance of coming off the table. So our life just really got shook up, as you can imagine. And, um, you know, he he lived for 18 months, and um, he passed away my uh, uh, just after we graduated high school. And, you know, it just changed everything. And I think that that was one of the things that really drew me to nursing. We had mm. such a positive experience with hospice. And, you know, just seeing that, I mean, I watched my dad take his last breath when I was 19. You know, yeah. that really hits home for you. And I think that was one of the things that really just pushed me towards nursing. And I just, I have that healing heart. You know how as nurses mm. are, we just, we're, we do. just have that knack. We just have that knack about us. Um, so that really got me into nursing and I started climbing the ladder. I I was doing really well. I loved it. I just loved everything about nursing. Um, and I climbed my way up and, um, made, you know, some, just kept expanding my education and stuff. And one day, 10 years into my career, a lot of things were kind of going on and healthcare really started changing. And for the first time, it, it kind of felt like it was more about business than it was mm. about the patient, you know, and mm-hmm. a lot of Don't we know? healthcare. Yeah. And so it, at that same time, I got my first bad boss. 
um, which mm. I never had before. And it really just kind of sucked the passion out of me um, for it. And I thought, you know what, I kind of looked around and I, I was the director of nursing and I looked around at the positions above me and I thought, you know, I don't want that anymore. Um, I don't want that anymore. I just, I don't, this isn't, this isn't feeding me. And I just felt like there was something else, but I had no idea what it was because I'd always done what I was always done, you know, and I had those skills. And um, I took a huge leap of faith, um, midlife crisis, leap of faith, awakening um, is what it originally fell down, followed by a meltdown when I realized how much, <laughs> you know, kind of you, that when you... I think you just described most women's life, awakening and then a meltdown. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And, you know, and, and you do, you realize like, oh my gosh, what do I done? And, you know, when I resigned from my leadership career, you know, I was making six figures and, you know, I just had left my job and all of a sudden it just, it was a chore to go to work every day. And, oh. and I, and I just was like sucking the last out of me. So I, I, I said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to resign. And I, I went and did my MBA and wow. I knew that the door had closed behind me, but I didn't, I knew there was a door in front of me, but I had no wow. idea what it was, what it looked like, where it was. I just knew that it was important. And that's where I started this second leap of faith. Wow. Okay. um, I'm going to, I'm going to interrupt just for a minute and say this, what you're describing, I think every woman, I'm 61. Every woman our age has been through that where they just come to a point and they say enough. And if you wait too long, you will lose it because you can't just keep, keep, you know, you just get burned out. And so the next thing you have an emotional response to the situation. So I think most women listening right now are going to know exactly what you're talking about. Well, and I think so many of us, particularly women, because we get so busy taking care of our families and our careers yes. and yes. all that, that we kind of get on automatic pilot. And mm-hmm. we're we're in that for a while before we realize that, you know, I don't know that this is the journey. You know, this isn't exactly what I want to be doing. I, I've got more. I've got more knowledge, more experience. I have, you know, I have other things. And I think we, we forget about that because we're so busy taking care of other people. I and love that. that. I'm, I'm going to interrupt yeah. right now because I know I'm fixing to get the signal that we're going to go to break. <laughs> oh, there it is. I knew it was coming. Okay. Before we go to break, I want to be sure and and get your, oh dear, and I don't think I wrote it down, toy, I'm going to ask you to to say and spell your website so people can find it. And okay. don't forget, you can get all this on kathycraffy.com, K-R-A-F is in Frank, V is in Victor, E is in Edward. So if you're driving, don't, don't, don't start writing <laughs> and driving or texting and driving. But toy, spell and say your website for us. Okay, it is toymartin.com. And that's T-O-I-E-M-A-R-T-I-N dot com. And on my website, you can get my book. You can get, it's titled Living Your Life with Possibilities. Also available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. But the best place to get it's on my website because you get okay. the, you get a newsletter, all that good stuff. 
So I want you to, to hear that. And, and when we come back, we're going to be talking about all the possibilities and how you go from being that person who's kind of like looking up and realizing you're not happy with where you are to being the person who looks back and goes, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad I made those changes because that yeah. is what Toy does for people. She helps coach people to make changes. So do stay tuned. We, we're going to the break, but when we come back, Toy is going to give us all kinds of great information. This is Kathy Crafty, K-R-A, F is in Frank, V is in Victor, E is in Edward. Truth with a Texas twang spoken here, so stay with us. We're so happy you're with us, Toy. Thank you for being here. We don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio, so stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. You ought to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door and the next house over is a grocery store. Hi, this is Kathy. As women, we have a lot to ponder, but even the toughest topics are easier when we open up authentically and share our tenderest wisdom with each other. During this break, I want to mention a special way you can help other women. You can sign up for our blog and share it with your friends. Our podcasts are designed to create tools to talk about the toughest topics at home or at work. You can help by going to Kathy Crafty, C-A-T-H-Y-K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward, dot com. We hope you love sharing these conversational adventures as much as we love bringing in experts to tell their stories and share their wisdom. Truth with a Texas twang spoken here. My parents are getting older and I want to be there to help. But sometimes I spend more time taking care of them than my own family. It's starting to put pressure on my marriage, and I feel like I'm ignoring my kids. My parents need help. I need help. My mom wants to stay at home, but she honestly can't handle it on her own anymore. I've been taking care of her, but I just want to be her daughter again. I know mom feels the same way. I'm not sure where to turn. If you're struggling to care for your parents, you're not alone. Home Instead Senior Care can help. With personalized service and a personal touch, our caregivers will help your parents stay in the place they call home. Home Instead Senior Care. To us, it's personal. to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Hey, welcome back. We're talking with Toy Martin, T-O-I-E Martin. You can find her at toymartin.com. And, and she mentioned her book, Living Your Life with Possibilities, Five Practical Steps to Leading Yourself and Others with Confidence. 
Courage and Grace. Isn't that a great title? I'm working on my own books right now. They're just about to come out in 2020. We'll have two books coming out. So I know how much effort goes into a book. I was really happy to see that you put Yeah, happy to see you put this on uh, into print for people. Toy, I want to talk about how you go from being in that meltdown stage where you're like panic, like, oh, I let the, I love what you said about, I let the door shut slam behind me, but I knew there was an open door out front in front of me. And your life really epitomizes that. So I want my listening friends to know that we're going to come back and talk more in another episode. So I want people to look for that episode. Let me see what I decided to call it. I'm going to call it five, the five steps underlying all change. And I got that right out of some of your notes. I, and I I want to open one other thought. Um, Oh my gosh, I have so many quotes from you. I don't know which one to begin with, but here's one. (laughs) Even though she loves multimillion dollar companies, she also loves the effect of bedside change with older patients and that has a huge impact. So I want you to kind of tell us your story. So when people are sitting next to their aging parent and they're looking for help, or if they're in a big company and they got their first bad boss like you did, I want them to kind of know that you're the person that has credibility because you have lived these this information. You know how to live it. Yes, yes. And, you know, and crazy enough, this really – so when I started this out, my, my original first goal was – to help organizations create change better. Seems yeah. easy enough and simple. And it was, it was that being a part of, of change in organizations. And the truth is organizations, we don't change very well at all. Yeah. Most change fails. And in my heart, uh, you know, being a nurse, of course, all I could think about was the people on the other end of all that change. Because once I got my MBA, so I moved over to England, and I mm. lived in England for a couple of years, and I was a project manager, and, wow. and I did multi-million-dollar system redesign projects for the National Health Service over wow. there. And so in the process of doing that, so I'm still, you know, I know that there's something in my life, but in my in this, at that point, I'm thinking, okay, there's a better way. I think we can do better at creating change in organizations, which is going to change employees' lives because I couldn't get past how when we were creating change and stuff that we didn't really consider the employees. And all I could think about was these employees are going home and they have families to take care of. And if work's not happy and it's crazy, then that's not great for any family. Can I just throw anything in here? Because I think it's so crucial, and I know you do this. Churches are some of the worst about not embracing change and not thinking about how their programs are impacting people's family life and family time. No, no. And you know what? It, it's chronic across the board. It's our work. It's, uh, it's everything at schools. Yeah. And, you know, we, we really just, we don't consider it. And I watched, I worked for organizations who they repeatedly just kept changing bad and they never made an effort to change any better. So I'm, so I go on this mission and I'm, you know, I've got my Lean Six Sigma certification. So the craziest thing that I started realizing was out of all of the change programs out there, and there's a, over a hundred thousand books on change. There wow. actually is only five, there's actually only five steps to change. 
Wow. And so while, while I was leading these massive organizational changes, I realized that those five same, those same five steps were the same five steps I needed to create the change in my life. Then wow. I still could see that door out there, but I didn't know where it was because I didn't have that first part. And then the worst part is, is I found out I was really bad at it. So there's two sets of skills that are important for any kind of a change. And it doesn't matter if you're in kindergarten learning this or if you're a CEO of a company. you got to get your thoughts in the right place first. And then you got to get your actions in the right place, okay? Mm-hmm. So the, lean, the Lean Six Sigma that you talked about earlier on, that's what I learned first, and I got trained in that, and that's what I led this change in organizations with. And it's, it's still in Japanese. It is a very hard program to learn. The organization I work for spent thousands in training me for it. Wow. So you can only train, you can only train just a few people. But what I noticed was that, it, you know, I was leading all this really, really big change and stuff, but the most important change I have done in my 20 year career is the change that I did with patients at the bedside. Mm. Because when you're working, if you're a teacher and you're working with a student or you're a nurse, no matter if you're working with people, then you're helping them improve their performance and productivity and create what comes Mm -hmm. next. But, you know, I didn't learn about change when I was a nurse. I learned it was after I left the non-clinical side. And I Mm -hmm. thought, you know what, we we can do so much better than this. And so what I discovered was kind of a shortcut or a hack to creating change that we can learn the five steps, map, just practice them. It doesn't matter how big or how small your change that you want to create is. And then you master those over a lifetime. So, you know, we all learn change from our parents. You never really got a a class on change either. And, you know, and and so we kind of leave blind, but it's so important. Change is actually in the definition of life. It says, you know, life, it's, it's, it's the process of continual change preceding death. None of us never learn how to do process change, and none of us really learn how to do regular change. And it's so important. So I found a way to make it so easy we can actually start teaching it in kindergarten in what they call like a social and emotional learning program and start teaching these these two basic skills. Okay, so oh, let me say this too. Okay, so you got like the lean six you you got like the lean six sigma type skills, okay? That, that right. process improvement, project management where we really manage our time, our money and our resources. It get our it's our actions, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The first part of the first part of that that we use to get our thoughts and our emotions in the right place mm-hmm. is our is our emotional intelligence. And emotional intelligence is the single most important determinant for life success, up to 80% responsible. Wow. 80%. And so when you hear people talk about social-emotional learning um, in your schools and stuff, vote yes, because these are all these life skills. And what I did is I found a connection between emotional intelligence and the programs like Lean Six Sigma so that you – can improve both of them at the same time. And we can raise kids who look for possibilities when faced with problems, um, build self-confidence, courage, 
collaboration, teamwork, all empathy, all of these Love things it. that, we, oh. yeah, and, and, it, and it's so it's so easy. And in the next show, when we talk about it, like once you see this, you can't unsee it. It'll change your life and the way you think about what your future looks like and what you want to create next. Toy, I know that we are not going to have enough time for all this today. So I want to just cut, <laughs> I want to cut to this story because remember I searched for Toy. I didn't know where she was from. I just found her stuff on the internet and thought I want to ask her my questions. And then I found out she was from Texas, which made me happy. <laughs> and then I found out she just moved to East Texas. So that really thrilled me. So I'm planning to ask you to lunch, but I'll do it on the break in case you don't have time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll definitely say yes. Yeah, and I think we live like three miles apart. From I know. Even, how, so. how great is that? <laughs> in all the United States, it turns out you've just moved to my neighborhood. But the thing you, I want to ask you. what, though? I find that as I've really been doing this, like God puts people yeah. in my path that need to be in my path. And I believe that's what you are. So, yeah, I agree. Okay. So I want, in case we run out of time, I want you to close with this. Uh, tell us some stories about caretaking your parents. Like, tell me how that's been going. Cause I know a lot of my listeners are in that stage of life. Wow. Okay. So I mentioned that my dad um, had brain cancer and passed away, you know, when I was 19. Mm -hmm. Well, my mom, she's 74 now, um, but about 10 years ago, she got early onset dementia. Oh. And yeah, yeah, 64. And, wow. You know, and it started off as kind of little things. Now right. she's stage six. Wow. Um, I had to put her in a nursing home just a few years ago, and it was mm. so hard. I kept her at home, and I cared for her at home for two years. Mm. Wow. And as a nurse, and you, you think that you know how hard it is to be a caregiver. And I've been a nurse, you know, 20 years. It was the hardest. Wow job that I've ever had and it, it's so isolating and yeah. it's, it's it's so hard and it's so worthwhile at the same time yeah I mean, there's there's no more much of a burden and a privilege at the same time than loving for your loved ones you know what you just and um so that it was it was a huge awakening and ironically enough the the first part of this so that emotional intelligence really involves a lot of self self care self work mindfulness meditating all of those things that caregivers don't take time to do and mm -hmm. they get run down and they get burned out cuz when you take care of other people it's 24/7 it doesn't stop so especially, i find that especially in your home it's it's oh, hard yeah. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. So I find that a lot of, um, and that's what I really do hope to reach a lot of those people and say, you know what, mm -hmm. this, this stuff all helps and, you know, you do have yeah. people thinking about you and you can do this and you do know what you're doing and, you, you know what, uh, you Toy, know, they're, but take they're, care of yourself. They're giving me the one minute warning. Can you believe it? I'm okay. going to spell your name real quick for people again. It's T O I E. T-O-I-E Martin, M-A-R-T-I-N dot com, where you can find her wonderful book about ch possibilities and, and creating change in your own life and also dealing with your aging parents and how to create change in all your relationships and at work. If you have a difficult bo boss, all these principles apply. Toy, thank you so much for being here. Don't forget now, you can find all this stuff. I'll write a blog about Toy and it'll be out there so all the 
hyperlinks will be in the blog about Toy Martin. My, you can find me and all of us at our at our house at Kathy Crafty K R A F is in Frank V is in Victor E is in Edward dot com. I'm going to say a quick thank you because they're telling me I have like 15 seconds left. This is Truth with a Texas Twang. Don't forget to look for Oh the Possibilities Changing for the Better with Toy Martin. That'll be our other podcast with her. Thank you for listening in. Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today and we will see you again next week. Oh, got in.